Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our weekly Healthy Harrison podcast. We apologize for starting a little bit late, and that was due to an internet problem of mine, I believe, and I, I don't know why. But nonetheless, we welcome you to the Health, Healthy Harrison podcast. This is a show designed to help you change your state. That means change the way the things you do nutritionally, exercise-wise. We want to try to make everybody a little bit more conscious of their health and uh, in turn hope that folks can live longer, happier, healthier lives. Uh, I'm your host, Gary Bowden. Our co-host each week is Amy Haberbosch-Wilson. She is the Executive Director of the Harrison County Economic Development Corporation and also the Vice President of Healthy Harrison. Amy, welcome. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. Back, Amy. Yes, it is. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> maybe, maybe this time we'll be able to put our winter coats away for good. Sure. Uh, our podcast is streaming live on the Healthy Harrison Facebook page, as well as on the statewide distribution network of our media partner, WBNews.com. Each week at this time, we uh, chat with individuals who frankly support and encourage the, the same mission as Healthy Harrison, that being to foster measurable improvement to the health and well-being of the citizens in North Central West Virginia. And we're glad to welcome today uh, both Zach and Rachel Dyer. Uh, folks, welcome, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, got, thank you. Got both of you good. Uh, thanks for hanging on for us there while we dealt with our technical difficulties. Uh, Zach, you're a 2012 WVU Law School grad, uh, a husband, a dad, a local attorney, a fitness enthusiast, a yogi, nutrition nerd, you might have to explain exactly what that is, a level <laughs> one CrossFit coach, and a vegan. And in your spare time, you do what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> don't have any time. Yeah. Is, uh, is Zach's wife, and she too is a graduate of the WVU uh, College of Law in 2012, correct? Did you graduate together? We did, that's correct. And you met in law school, correct? Your first year? We did, we met in 2009, our first year of law school. And Oh, did I, am I gone again? No, you're good. No, you're okay, here. Back. All right, I don't know what that problem is, but let's keep going. You two <laughs> met in law school? We did, we met our first year of law school in 2009. Zach sat in front of me in, in our contracts class. Oh, okay, all <laughs> <Yeah>. right. So <laughs> Rachel is a practicing lawyer, a mother, a dedicated practitioner of the Ashtanga Yogi Method. Did I? Not know. I think I've got a cable issue. We may have lost him. Oh, there he is. <laughs> but I, I, I don't, I don't think it's it's me. Uh, You're back again. Okay, I thought it, it's showing me that I'm. No, nope, we're just going to continue, Gary. You're kind of in and out. Um, if a Amy, if if you've got a script. Um, why don't you start out now? Sure. Straighten this out. Yeah, and I, I know Gary kind of talked a little bit about Zach. Um, I don't know if you cut out with Rachel, 
Zach's wife's also a graduate of VU. You guys met in high school, are in college, which is great. Um, we're just going to jump right into the yoga if it's okay. I know you guys um, traveled the world to study yoga. You've trained. You hear the state promote the practice of yoga and the other lifestyles and habits that go along with that. Um, just jump in the first question. As far as yoga, do you want bringing it here and what you've learned? Um, I'm just going to turn it over to you and let you talk a little bit about that. I'm completely new to yoga. Um, I've always wanted to get into it, but um, a little clueless. So I'll let you kind of take us through those steps of what it is and how you brought it here. Am I cutting out? No, I, oh. I didn't know if Rachel wanted to go or <laughs> she wanted me to go first or. Go ahead, Zach. Well, I'll start because I guess. I was the first one that got us into yoga and then reach took us up to the next level. But yeah, I started, um, as a P 90 X was the, my gateway into yoga, uh, that famous, um, at home workout video, P 90 X, that program offered one day a week of yoga as one of the videos. It was my introduction to it. And, um, <clears throat> did that in 2009, uh, my first year of law school and uh and then just started going to classes with rachel in morgantown and um and then of course when she got involved rach doesn't do anything half-hearted uh she goes full bore and she's a perfectionist so we took my my little one day a week yoga practice and turned it into uh a lifestyle and, and really uh implemented it into every aspect of, of how we live. So I'll let her uh, expand on, on what, what she did to, to move our yoga practice forward. Yeah, yeah, and I just might add on to that. Um, most people who asked how we got involved in yoga are surprised to know that actually Zach got me involved in yoga. Like he said, he, he practiced one day a week and I wasn't into it at first, but I grew up in an athletic family and I played sports my whole life. And I was, I suppose, looking for something to do since my competitive sports days were over. And so um, here was this yoga practice. And uh, after a while, uh, it just, like Zach said, became a lifestyle. So um, Zach and I decided to sign up for a yoga, yoga teacher training. And we did a yoga, um, a local training in I think started in 2016 with Heidi Sherwin at Bliss 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 in Morgantown, West Virginia. And there I discovered the style of yoga called Ashtanga yoga, which Zach and I practice daily. And what Ashtanga yoga is, is um, it's a whole lifestyle, like Zach said. There's much more to it than just a physical practice, but most people come to yoga in general or any yoga at all for, for the physical practice. It's the tangible part of practice it's the visible thing that people can grasp onto so um for ashtanga yoga um there are two styles of ashtanga yoga one's called mysore style named for the city in south india where the practice originated and is um continues to be taught today mysore style is individualized instruction in a group setting um and then the other is uh, lead classes that's the other style of ashtanga yoga and that's your um when you think of a normal yoga class with an instructor up front teaching postures 
those are what's called lead classes. Um, and just so in a super quick nutshell, that's the physical practice practice of Ashtanga yoga. Yeah. Very interesting. I know I did the, um, when you said the P90X uh, way back, <laughs> I was one of those too, but I'll be honest, I think that was probably the one disc that I skipped. I didn't understand <laughs> yoga, didn't know how to do it. So that was one disc you kind of pull out and go with the rest of them. Um, yeah, yeah, and if you're inflexible, you, you know, you're uh, averse to, to doing the stretching, but it, it it really helped me, which is what, you know, I wasn't anywhere near touching my toes when I started B90X and uh, and it really increased flexibility and, and opened my mind to, to try yoga further and see how much uh, more flexible and, and better I could feel in my body. Yeah, I the thing, so go ahead, Rachel. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say um, a lot of people ask us, uh, if I'm not flexible, can I do yoga? And I just, I always think it's kind of a funny question because to me, um, you know, that's, that's almost like saying if, um, if I, if I smell, should I take a shower? <laughs> it's like, um, you know, m most people, when they start yoga, they either aren't flexible or they're not strong, or they're not either. It's it's one or the other, and um, that's something that uh, you can develop with a with a dedicated practice. Um, so so yeah, we we get that question a lot. You know, I'm not flexible. Can I do yoga? And the answer is yes, absolutely, you yeah. can do it. I, everybody has an edge. Even the most flexible people that you see. I mean, there's a point where they can't stretch any further too. So yeah, so. So uh, don't skip over that disc next time, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Have to get this back out again. Yeah. So you traveled before in India to study. Was this a self-directed journey or did you have ideas of teaching and coaching prior to that? Um, so as I mentioned earlier, Ashtanga yoga is uh, taught traditionally and originated in Mysore, India. Um, and so it's kind of tough to get an opportunity to practice there. So when that came up for us, uh, we went there hoping to, you know, we signed up, hope to practice with teacher Sharat Joyce in Mysore, India, who practices there. And we do uh, hope to continue to travel there to practice with him, um, you know, annually or semi-annually once things improve as to COVID. Almost like a meditation. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ashtanga yoga is called a, um, actually a moving meditation because the Mysore style of practice that I mentioned earlier is something that you eventually memorize. You memorize a set sequence of postures. Um, and so when you do this same set sequence every day and you don't have a teacher up there telling you what to do, but you're on your mat just moving and breathing to this sequence that you memorize, it becomes really meditative. So if someone wants to get into yoga, now that you've brought it back here, that's kind of a high level that you were just for all of us. <laughs> if you bring it back here and you want to get into it, where would you suggest we begin? So anybody who wants to try um, Ashtanga yoga, what I would suggest is um, to go online and Google um, Ashtanga yoga half primary or easy Ashtanga yoga and maybe just get an idea of what the physical practice looks like. And then thanks actually to COVID, if there's been one you know, silver lining amongst all the, the suffering, um, but thanks to COVID, 
you now have access to world-class teachers of the Ashtanga Yoga Method online. So if you're a little bit nervous at first about practicing this style of yoga that you don't have any experience with, like I said, maybe just Google it and, you know, do a couple free videos online first. And then um, we practice with Ashtanga Yoga Columbus and Miami Life Center, and they both offer live virtual classes. You can just Google and go to their websites, Ashtanga Yoga Columbus and Miami Life Center amongst a bunch of other studios. But if you're interested in Ashtanga yoga, those are world-class teachers that you can't, you, you just, um, you can't find anywhere else really. So I would suggest checking out their live classes. Yeah. That's great. Gary, looks like you're back again, maybe. <laughs> I, I, I think so. Uh, Amy, why don't you go ahead? Uh, well, you know what? I, I'm going to run through here and do a commercial and then I'll keep on going. Uh, Sure, go ahead. Are, are you, you guys are getting me all right now? Yeah. Yep. I, I completely signed off and rebooted, but it mm -hmm. still looked like it, it dropped out on me one time. So I'll, I'll do what I can do. Uh, but uh, Rachel, in, in, in line with what you were saying just then uh, about the opportunities online, mm -hmm. what about if a, a person wants to find an individual coach or classes in this area? How available are they? Um, I don't know that there are any in-person Ashtanga yoga classes uh, in the Bridgeport-Clarksburg area and possibly not in the state at this time that I'm aware of. There may be. However, there are amazing instructors of other styles of yoga all over the place, all over Bridgeport, Clarksburg, and Harrison mm -hmm. County. For example, um, I would recommend Main Street Fitness owned by Brandy Post, who we did our yoga teacher training with back in 2016 and 2017. I know she offers a variety of classes. You can just Google yoga classes near me and find a private tutor or a group class. I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to find now. Even, um, even with COVID, a lot of studios have opened their doors back to in-person classes. We have a lot of uh, great people and organizations in the area that help support what Healthy Harrison is, is doing in the county. And the idea is to come up with very successful programs that eventually can be taken statewide. I wanna uh, let people know and certainly thank our sponsors. They are WVU Medicine, United Hospital Center, West Virginia University, The State Journal, WVNews.com and Interaction Media. Zach, let, let me jump down to you. Whether I'm a fairly active person or entirely inactive, can you convince me that yoga would be good for me, something good to start up? Well, uh, I have trouble convincing a lot of my own family members, but I'll try. Okay, um, good. You know, there are a lot of styles of yoga, so there is pretty much like a, a flavor for whatever your taste is, all the way from, you know, yin style yoga is... Um, Pretty much, it's a very relaxing yoga. It's one where you'll sit in a single single posture for maybe up to five minutes at a time for just one posture, uh, and really get into that deep tissue um, and just relax. Uh, I remember we did a yin class at uh, a Wonderlust down at the Snowshoe, and uh, it was a sixty minute class, and we maybe did six postures. Um, just very relaxing. Uh, and just it's almost like glorified laying around um 
but you're you're focusing on your breath and you're stretching. Uh, it, then there's also the the vinyasa style, which is the the breath flow movement, which is similar to Ashtanga. And, and uh, you know, if you're an active person, that's what, if you're an active person, the vinyasa style uh, Ashtanga, like we practice, would be right up your alley. If you don't feel like going for a jog or something if it's too cold outside or uh it, you just want to get something done on uh in your home it, it's something that can get your heart rate up it can get your blood flowing and, and can burn calories and make you feel better um but again if you're somebody that's not super active but you maybe want to you know focus on your your breath bring bring your heart rate down get a little bit of stretching then yin yoga may be the way to go for that um, and again, yeah, you can Google so many different types of yoga that I, I think for anyone out there, you can find one that fits you and, and you can be challenged or not. You can relax or you can get your heart rate really up. Um, there's a yoga out there for everybody. And, and the main thing is just get, get online and, and look for it and, and you'll find it. Is it different Rachel, from men or women? Oh, go ahead, Amy. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, not being a woman, uh, I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> know uh, from that perspective. But um, I mean, Different generally, I'll, I'll, for either uh, one. Typically, not. Uh, you know, with some of the strength strength postures, maybe because um, you know, men men typically uh, tend to be be more muscular above their torso, um, so so they have an easier time with strength postures uh sometimes but most of the time it's the same instruction um and again mainly uh with the men i'm typically in, in our classes that we used to teach pre-covid um the men were the ones that needed a lot of modifications uh so that they could do the postures because they tend they tended to be less flexible bulkier and, and a lot of the postures uh, were more difficult for them so Typically, yeah, you're, you're doing a lot more modifications and adjustments for, for the men in your class. You two both focus on nutrition. Uh, does the combination of yoga and, and good nutrition uh, help someone uh, progress further uh, if they're trying to take up yoga? Yeah, I couldn't have said it better, Gary. Um, I think the combination of, of yoga, dedicated yoga practice, or, you know, any, any discipline, really any active discipline, any sport combined with good nutrition can, can really lead to optimal health and maybe greater happiness, not only, not only good physical health, but, but mental and emotional well-being as well. And Zach's really a, a lot more knowledgeable on the nutrition. So Zach, I don't know if maybe you want to add anything to that, maybe about, um, you know, um, the evidence-based nutrition from Dr. Michael Greger. Well, uh, with yoga specifically, you know, um, especially Ashtanga yoga, our teachers always joke about uh, if you have pizza the night before, you're not going to be able to do some of the deep twists that, that are in the practice in the morning. You'll feel it. So uh, the Ashtanga practice definitely makes you very conscious of what you're putting in your body because you'll know how it affects you in the intense postures the next day. Um, and yet, like Rachel said, we, um, 
and, and to go off the, the nutrition nerd that I put in my bio, yeah, um, right. we, we read a lot of nutrition books. Uh, uh, the main one is a, is a book called How Not to Die uh, by a, a Dr. Michael Greger. Um, and, uh, and he runs a nonprofit called Nutrition Facts. Um, and, and it's just mainly focusing on, he focuses on the top 10 killers uh, of people in the United States and just uh, provides an evidence-based diet um, to reduce your risk of, of facing those potential uh, illnesses. Um, and at, at Rachel and I are, are vegan, but vegan is a, is a big term. You can be a junk food vegan, you know, Coca-Cola and, and, uh, and potato chips and French fries are vegan. Um, but we, we tend towards the more uh, whole food plant-based uh, lifestyle where mainly we try to eat as unprocessed as possible, all of our food. And, um, you know, you just feel better. You know, if you eat a, a plate full of brown rice and chickpeas and some colorful veggies with some fruit, you, you're, you can go out and exercise shortly after, or you, you don't feel that lethargic uh, feeling. You don't feel real heavy. Um, so yeah, just cleaning up your diet and really being conscious about what you're fueling your body with um, really helps, I think, optimize your, your physical health and your mental health, and it'll, it'll help you uh, with whatever activity you choose to do to, to maintain your health. How soon can children start? With, with play, yoga? Uh, with yoga? Um, yeah. Well, uh, Rachel could tell you, you know, we, uh, our daughter, Rachel took her to a mommy and me yoga class when she was about six months old. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's but earlier I think, than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's more play. Um, yeah. But, you know, uh, th there are a lot of uh, bliss, bliss, bliss. And Morgantown taught a, uh, a children's yoga class. It seemed like the kids that were showing up were elementary school age, you know, anywhere from eight to 12. Um, and I think for kids, they're already flexible, you know, mm -hmm. um, I think it's really good for them from the mental health side of things to get the, the kids to, to relax and breathe. And, um, but I, I would say as, as soon as you could get a kid to stand still or, or, or stay on a, on a mat for at least 15 minutes, then, then you could get them started. Sure. Yeah. Let, let me real quickly throw in our sponsors uh, again that help us produce this show and help us with many of the other programs that we conduct here uh, through Healthy Harrison in Harrison County. They are uh, WVU Medicine, United Hospital Center, West Virginia University, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. Uh, you mentioned trying to keep the kids on the mat. Let's Let's talk about Adults, Rachel, I'll throw this to you. Uh, do the mat and the clothing serve any special purpose or is it simply comfort and fashion? You know what? I, I think it's a little bit of both. <laughs> um, so as to a yoga mat, if you, if you go to an in-person class, you, you want to have a yoga mat because everybody practices on one and I think you, you would feel left out without one. Um, but the purpose of the mat is that it, to provide grip so that you don't slip really that's the main purpose of a mat it can get you can get sweaty and things can get slippery so that's the purpose of a mat and and you can find a mat you know 
for really cheap, probably 20 to $30, or you can spend as much as $200 on a mat. Um, as to clothing, I know some people who haven't been to classes before are nervous about that. And they're like, you know, what do I wear? And um, I would say you can wear whatever you feel, whatever athletic clothes, athletic style clothes that you feel comfortable in. Um, if you wanna wear what most people wear when they go to a class, most women in, in this area wear yoga leggings and maybe a tank top. If you, in other parts of the world, so for example, in Miami, the trend is to wear these uh, small little shorts. I mean, it's really hot down there. So that's mm -hmm. why it does serve a purpose. Um, typically you don't see people, you don't see baggy clothes as much. It's also for a purpose, not just for looks. Um, alignment can be important for preventing injury, for example. And if you have on baggy clothes, as opposed to say form-fitting leggings, it can be more difficult for a teacher to assess whether you're aligned properly. So that's the reason that yoga clothes are often you know, tighter. Um, but really, I would say you can wear whatever you feel most comfortable in. And guys typically just wear, uh, you know, like basketball length shorts and a tank top. So, yeah. Hey, hey Zach, is yoga progressive? Do the, the stretches and the movements become more challenging as you uh, kind of progress through yoga over a period of, say, a few years? But, you know, it's, it's up to you. If, if you're not, if you just want to do the same things, uh, you can do them um, and, and reach your plateau and, and stay there. But yeah, if you, what I'll just say, if, if you're practicing consistently, you're just naturally going to become more flexible. And then I think you'll want to, to try more difficult postures and, and how specifically Ashtanga yoga is set up, how Rachel and I practice that's how it, it is set up. It, it's a series or a sequence of postures that become progressively more difficult. Okay. So you practice up to the, the, the very last posture that you're unable to complete. And then you keep going to that posture every day until you can finally get it. And then once you're able to get that posture, then you move on to the next one. So Ashtanga specifically is a progressive practice, trying to do more difficult postures and opening your body up uh, more. Um, but, you know, you can, if you're fine with being able to touch your toes, if you've made it there and you don't want to push any further, then you can just go there every day and stay. But, but I think most people, uh, once they start to feel their bodies open up, would, would want to challenge themselves and, and right. move on. Yeah. I've got a two-part question. So first would be, what what do you recommend as far as the best time of the day to do this? And then what how much should be invested? How much time? Like if you're just getting started, you know, try it for 10 minutes, try it for an hour. Uh, how much do you actually commit to this if you're just getting started? So um, as to the first part of the question, um, I would say the best time of the day um, objectively speaking, it, it is said to be the golden hour, the hour before the sun rises. Oh. Um, no, no, yeah, nobody bothers you then, tip, most people typically then. Um, but really, in reality, I think the best time of the day is whenever you can set time aside for yourself on a consistent basis. Um, whenever you can, at the same time every day, just like brushing your teeth, set a chunk aside, 
set a chunk of time aside for yourself. That's the best time of day. Um, if you're just getting started, you know, um, whatever is sustainable to you is what you should shoot for. Whatever is realistically sustainable, maybe, um, maybe 15 to 20 minutes a day, three days a week, same time every day. And then your practice will progress and progress. And eventually, um, so my practice, for example, is about an hour and a half, six days a week. And I do that. I get up early uh, before my daughter wakes up because it's important to take that time uh, for myself. It's uh, like I said earlier, just a chunk of time that you can dedicate for yourself is important. Thanks. Zach, what are some key tips that you have for someone that's, I guess, just sitting on the fence? They're listening to this and they're thinking, I really want to, like I do. <laughs> mm -hmm. How do you get started? What are some just tips well, to get us out there? It can be really intimidating, you know, yoga can, uh, especially if you're you're on Instagram or anything and you're watching some of these people <laughs> getting into pretzels. Um, so, uh, you know, YouTube is a great place to just start watching some like beginner videos and do it in the safety of your own home, you know, and uh, do it away from your loved ones in case they think you're being goofy. You know, Rachel used to take pictures of me before she got into yoga and would send them to her brothers and, and laugh about it. Uh, so, I was yeah, hoping it, that wouldn't come up. <laughs> you can shut yourself in a room and, and so that way you can get more comfortable with it and, and, and learn some of the postures. So that, that's a main tip. I would say just, you know, watch a bunch of beginner videos, um, uh, test some of the postures out uh, in, in privacy, just so you can, uh, test your own skill level at, at what you would look like uh, doing the postures. Um, you know, I, I always think it, it's always great having Rachel um, and having somebody to talk about the practice with or to go to classes with. So um, if you can find community out there or a friend of yours that may be interested in doing yoga, you, you have a buddy to tag along with you if you want to go to classes or if you want to do a yoga video at your house you can invite them over and you guys can do it together um so i think uh, another good tip would be to to have a friend or somebody to go through with it um really helps keep you accountable helps you you know especially if, like rachel said uh to be consistent you need to really be consistent um so if you have a friend that's going to show up at you know uh four o'clock every day uh so you guys can do your 20 minutes of yoga um that's helpful um, do you two do it together as a family um, or do you recommend really you have your own personal time because you know you mentioned that the golden hour it's kind of your own quiet time or yeah we used to practice together before our baby was born it was something that we did together and we worked out together too um, but since Zoe's been born she's a year and a half old now we we practice separately because she doesn't sleep so well so so one of us takes care of and plays with zoe while the other gets the practice or workout in yeah nice. <laughs> yeah no it, it, it's it's good to, to have somebody yeah rachel and i we always did our practice together uh and that's a good thing about ashtanga as well is um you can be different skill levels uh because rachel's physical postures are more advanced than mine um, but we can still practice yoga together because I do my practice on my mat and she does hers on hers, her mat. And, um, 
but we're able to be side by side. And it's nice to, that's the, the cool thing about the Mysore practice. Whenever you, you would ever have the chance to go to a, a, an Ashtanga studio, you don't hear any teachers uh, speaking out loud. All you hear are the, the collective breath of everybody in the classroom. So, you know, you'll walk in and there's 20 people practicing yoga quietly and breathing. Uh, so it, it's always, it's really nice to have that person beside you. You can hear their breath, you hear your breath, uh, and it really helps that, that meditative state and put, put you in the right place, right, right state of mind. Hey, Zach, you, you come from a very athletic family, a lot of basketball, a lot of golf. Uh, do you promote the fact that uh, yoga can both uh, prevent injury and even help rehabilitate if uh, if an athlete is injured oh yes yes uh you know i've had very little injury my whole life especially since i've picked up yoga um and i like to think uh my increased flexibility um really has to improve my golf game uh over the years um and uh you know i've, I've just i've seen it work rachel is a perfect example she had a herniated disc uh in her neck and, and after about a year and a half of uh of the ashtanga practice um it's gone away she she uh she has absolutely no issues um and, and any little tweak that i felt here or there just staying on my on my mat and stretching out every day um makes me feel a lot better and my dad who's uh he turned 59 this week uh, he, I, I try and get him on a consistent practice. And when he does stretch out, he tells me how much better it makes him feel, how much looser he is in his golf swing. And, uh, um, my brother, Adam as well. I, once the, they have ebbs and flows of, of their, when they can get uh, a consistent practice done, but every time that they are practicing, they all feel a lot better. And, and yeah, when it comes to golf, I, I think it, it helps out everybody's game if they yeah. can uh, stick to the yoga. Uh, we're we're getting close on time, Rachel. I'm going to wrap up with you. You you mentioned uh, uh, that Zach was perhaps the first one to adopt specific nutrition habits, but I read in your bio that that you have a certification in plant based. Uh, or a yeah we lost him again <laughs> yeah yeah Go ahead. okay yes we we lost you gary but i think i i know where you were going with that so um when zach and i decided that we wanted to eat plant-based we we were eating a lot of the same foods over and over um and i wanted to be able to expand upon our our i guess normal rotation so i found online um, an online culinary school called Ruby. It's spelled R-O-U-X-B-E. And they offer all kinds of cooking courses, but the course I took in particular, and I think I graduated in um, 2000 and early 2019, is a plant-based professional certification cooking course. And it was great. It was a six-month program. It took me a little bit longer because we were in India for five weeks during the program. So I had to extend it to eight months. But anyway, it's, it's normally... Um, it's a six month program. They ask you to dedicate about 15 hours a week to the program. Um, 
And it starts with the basics, like knife skills in the kitchen that would benefit anybody. Um, and it takes you all the way to how to come up with your own whole food plant-based recipes. And it's been, um, it's probably, it was, I think, only twelve or thirteen hundred dollars, and Zach always says it was probably one of the best investments we've ever made. <laughs> so yeah, I'd, I'd recommend that to anybody interested in you know vegetarianism or veganism. Amy, I'm gonna try to wrap up this program. Go right ahead. I keep I'll getting a little signal that says I have no internet connection. It looks like I do right now. I, I we'll have to investigate afterward, but. Uh, first, let me uh, uh, thank Rachel and Zach Dyer uh, for great information. That was terrific, you guys. Thank oh, you. thank you so much for having us. We're honored yeah. to be here. Appreciate you taking time. Uh, this is it's a, it's important work that we're doing. We got a lot of people from the community that are involved in other ways in in some of the functions of Healthy Harrison. Uh, but we certainly in, invite all of you that, that, that watch today. Uh, uh, we, we certainly want to thank you for joining us, and we apologize for some of the uh, technical problems. Uh, it's our goal, that of Harrison, uh, Healthy Harrison, to change your state of mind, ultimately change the state of health, both here in Harrison County and throughout the state of West Virginia. If you want more help right now, there's a lot of great information at healthyharrison.org, healthyharrison.org, or you can visit Healthy Harrison on uh, Facebook. You'll find lots of support. Again, a thanks to our sponsors, WVU Medicine, United Hospital Center, West Virginia University, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. They're probably pulling their hair out, Interaction Media, because they help produce our show. And when the host keeps coming and going, it makes it somewhat challenging. You can learn more about all the things that Healthy Harrison does in the community by uh, going to our Facebook page. And please, uh, please like, uh, give us a like on the Facebook page. Uh, page. Uh, and so on behalf of all of the, the members of Healthy Harrison, uh, Amy and I'd like to thank uh, uh, again, Rachel and Zach, and also the, the team at Interaction Media for helping us bring this show to you. Next week, uh, we are going to talk with Dr. Mark Pavroznik uh, from United Hospital Center. He is the vice president, chief quality officer, and chairman of infection control. We will continue to try to inspire you to a, a longer, livelier, healthier lifestyle. And we hope you'll join us again uh, next week on Friday at 1230. Thank you.